Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello, welcome to the Libricuba. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. Today, within the Libricube is Fra Internet Day in which we discuss, meaning, of course, I discuss while you listen, things from the... (coughs) Which, of course, is the translation of the word Internet into Yeti. I do not give spoiler warnings on Fry Internet Days, however, I always say I don't give spoiler warnings, which in itself is a sort of spoiler warning. I do say on Fridays, though, that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is so ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you subscribe, rate, and comment on the old iTunes, because that, my friends, is what helps podcasts grow and flourish. Lively. Oh, another thing that I like to try to remember to say on Fridays, and I think I have now two in a row, good for me, pat on back ensuing, is that the podcast, meaning this one, has a Android app for your listening convenience, let's say. So, within the Android store, uh, you can type in Lackadaisical, you can type in LibroCuperCurList, although that is a difficult word. You can even type in LibroCube. I think if you type in Jordan Maywood, it might even come up. So, hey, there you go. Enjoy that. If you, like me, are a iPhone user, an iDevice user, uh, the people who host the podcast, the good people at Podbean, have created a, uh, a mobile site that is very app-like in its convenience and use, which you can just then add to your home screen. Bada-boom. Bada bang. Huh? Yes. Last piece of podcast-related midness before we jump into the interwebs is, of course, today's sponsor. Hmm. Which is, of course, I don't know why I keep saying of course, Nostradamus Fortune Cookie and Magic 8-Ball Manufacturers Incorporated. Once again, today's sponsor is the Nostradamus Fortune Cookie and Magic 8-Ball Manufacturers Incorporated Registered Trademark Copyright etc. Okay, item the first is, I guess, rather a sort of amalgam of many items because it is the College Humor All-Nighter series of videos. Yes. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with this, uh, let's call it a phenomenon. Yeah, why not? Once a year, I believe it's once a year, uh, the people over at College Humor will, uh, basically from the looks and sounds and feels of it, spend a, an entire night writing and filming skits for their channel. They will then post said skits, and the results are uh, always funny. Yes, they are. They have never, in all the years that I have witnessed this, again, we'll say phenomenon, there there have always been consistently very, very funny skits. Now, College Humor always has very consistently 
funny skits. Very rarely is there one where I don't get at least a, ha, like one of those, ha, just a short little, ha, if not an outright actual laugh. So uh, what I've done here is wrote down the title of each, and hopefully I will remember from the title what each was about. Let's find out. Okay, they started off uh, with a rap intro, as you do, of course. Uh, no, not of course. That is strange to do. <laughs> the rap intro was actually very funny. It's sort of just making things up in an effort to have them rhyme to fit this rap intro, despite uh, a lot of the things said in the rap intro being totally false and crazy. Lovely. Uh, next one is called... I'm going to do these little rapid-fire-ly-ish. Okay? Just so you know. Uh, next one is called First Aid. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> See, there's like uh, a dozen of them here, and I just sort of wrote them down with the kind of thought that I might not remember exactly what they were all about, because this, uh, this was like a week ago, so come on. The old memory is not always 100%. So uh, first aid, let's make up an idea um, of what it was about, even though I don't remember. It's about a first aid kit containing uh, potions with crazy effects, such as, uh, let's say, werewolfism, uh, invisibility, superhero powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a first aid kit that within it has potions that create superheroes. But you can only use them uh, if you were going to use them anyways for your various cuts and bruises. Okay? And, uh, okay, how about this for a little, a uh, little more in-depth? Uh, the cut or bruise or what have you will, uh, determine what superpower you develop. So, for example, if you were bitten by a dog and take, uh, one of these potions to cure your dog bite, you would have the, uh, sort of werewolfitis. Okay? There you go. I just made that up right on the spot. The next was called Perpetual Motion Machine. This one I do remember. Uh, it was one of those things, uh, things. <laughs> Let me see if I could be more vague. Uh, one of those things that, sort of like the bird, the drinking bird that you set in motion and then it goes for a very, very long time. You know what I mean, the bird that drinks. Oh god, that's a horrible description. Anyways, uh, it was one of those, it was dolphins instead, and it would go for a very, very long time. Not obviously perpetual motion, because it would eventually stop. However, a couple of the guys thought it was professional motion, thought they had sort of discovered it, so decided to quit their jobs, because they were going to be millionaires. As it sort of, sort of started to uh, slowly slow down, uh, they realized perhaps the financial potential in this slow-moving perpetual motion machine was not quite there. Uh, eventually, it stopped, and their dreams sort of died. Um, yeah, sadness. But comedies rolled into one. The next was called the alphabetical sketch. Um, this one to me is, <laughs> and I kind of know from experience that this is a bit of a cop-out, because I know when I am getting sponsors for the show, mm -hmm. I mean, what? I shouldn't say that. Okay, a little behind the scenes. I make up the sponsors. They are not actual sponsors. If you ask me about this, 
I'm going to deny that I said this, but I do make them up. And when I make them up and they are just sort of um, uh, alliteration, that's when I'm sort of copying out because those are the easiest ones to do. All right, so this whole sketch was basically uh, alliteration from A to Z. That being said, very, very funny, and some of the shit they came up with, I laughed at. Next one was called Art Heist. Um, don't remember what that was about. <laughs> so, um, let's make up a sketch of our own. Instead of um, someone, a robber, trying to steal art, it is a man by the name of Art who is kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. So a man by the name of Art is kidnapped. The title of the movie is called Art Heist, and it's about how Art sort of befriends his kidnapper. All right? Made that up. Next one is called Wrong Way. Oh, yeah, this one I do remember. Um, a couple of guys walking down the hall, heading back to their desks, found out they took a wrong turn. Uh, they know this because they come across sort of a human sacrifice and just friggin' crazy, crazy, disturbing images and shit. I'm like, oh, must have taken a wrong turn. And then head away. Short skit, that one. But funny, none the less. Uh, robot sex toy. Mm-hmm. Was one of the college humor guys was dressed as a robot and was a sex toy and uh, had sort of many different sexual positions and features that he had. All of them disgusting. Okay, now we get into the sort of nitty-gritty, uh, my favorite skits that recur, I guess, every all-nighter. Uh, the first one is called Beef Gerwich 3. So this is the third Beef Gerwich skit they have done. It is fucked up. <laughs> I love these ones because they make, they make very little sense, but uh, it involves how Jeff Gerwich brings in a meal for these all-nighters called Beef Gerwich, and just sort of the backstory of how this creation, this culinary creation, was created by his family, and it is fucked up. I highly recommend those if you like crazy things. Next one was called Too Phantom, Too Furious. This, of course, stars Phantom of the Office. Uh, one of the guys has a sort of recurring role, although it's been a, been quite a while since we've seen him. The Phantom of the op Office. Sort of the Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Office. I uh, love this character, too. And crazy. Hmm. I, I'm sensing a theme. Lastly is, of course, Jake and Amir's Dream. Jake and Amir colon, Amir's Dream. Uh, this is the old standby. I've brought back Jake and Amir a number of times, and this stands up to form in its hilarity. Uh, that's all I'm going to say, because I want to fit in more before I get to work. Just highly, highly recommend going over to either A, College Humor, or do as I do and watch these on the YouTubes, because they post them all there. Just uh, if you do type in College Humor and All Nighter, you'll get a shit ton of videos and uh, you can watch them with your eyeballs, assuming you have them. Eyeballs, that is, and YouTubes, that is. Okay, let's move on to a big think. So, from the hilarity to the seriosity, uh, the title of this big think was Morality Without Religion. So, <laughs> jumping a little, a little bit away from the comedies on this one, uh, I wrote down the 
the guy who gave the, the speech, let's call it, uh, Franz de Waal. I was unfamiliar with this gentleman, but I did like very, very much what he had to say. Being a uh, very staunch atheist, very outspoken, and more so the older I get, atheist, uh, I liked this because one of my sort of ideas behind atheism is that uh, because I'm an atheist, I try, and I guess underline try, because we're not always successful, to be moral, uh, to sort of prove that a lack of religion does not make for a moral individual. And that was sort of the underlying topic here. Uh, one of the cool things he pointed out is that human beings, as a species, had morality before... Uh, religion even existed. So that, and then societies living today that either perhaps don't have no religion, but have very, very little religion, are some of the most quote-unquote moral. He uses Northern Europe as an example, so sort of like Denmark, Sweden, Finland, their uh, instances of atheism are some of the highest in the world, and yet those areas of the world are known for being some of the most moral, some of the greatest places to live, uh, highest, sort of, uh, always very, very high on that, uh, I forget what, it, what scale they use, but like greatest countries, uh, it's not that, highest quality of life, quality of life, that's the word I was looking for, uh, some of the most intelligent people in the world. So I don't think these are just coincidences that the lack of religion in these areas is causing these effects. It's sort of a, a logical one-to-one -one ratio and makes total logical sense. Hmm. Interesting. So if you, like me, are an atheist, what you want to do is try to be exceptionally moral because that will show the theists that perhaps they can have a moral life without following a crazy religion. Uh-huh. So just to sort of wrap that thought up, let me sort of pose a question to you, the listener. Let me see how I want to word this. Okay, uh, who is the more moral person? The person who does good because they believe they will be rewarded in the afterlife or if they do bad, they will be punished in the afterlife, or the person who does good and not bad because they believe what they are doing is good and bad, uh, not that they will be rewarded or punished for good or bad deeds. Who is the more moral? Huh? 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 Yes, that is right. I assume you said what I thought you were going to say there. Anyways, that... Uh, I think is as good a place as any to wrap up for the drive to work. I do, today, have stuffs for the drive home. So, uh, I will be back in eight hours, after eight hours of working. And then, uh, at least two-ish more items. Yeah. Maybe while at work today, though, I will write down another couple of podcasts that I listen to and bring those back. Maybe it'll be three, maybe it'll be four, maybe it will be a Googleplex, but probably not. Uh, so let's end her here for now by saying, Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back.
are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Eight hours of work completed. Working robot powering down. So sad when those robots power down. Really, really chokes me up a little bit. But we have to move on. The show, as they say, should probably go on. You know, if you feel like it, I believe is the saying. Moving on to item the somethings. Wasn't really keeping track. However, we are in Fry Internet Day. I have a Fry Internet item to talk about, and it is a podcast. Yeah. This is a perfect example of, did not specifically plan on bringing this back this week, however, could not resist. It is, of course, keep saying it is, of course, but um, that may not make sense, because I guess if you read the description of this episode beforehand, then it might make sense, my of courses. Hmm. Anyways, it is Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, Comedy Bang Bang Love Zet so much, the main reasons I brought it back are, well, the guests. Huh. The host of Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Ackerman, is always funny. Period. Full stop. Do I even need to say more? Hmm. No, I don't think I do. He's just always funny. So, I only bring it back when the guests, too, are super, super funny, or I've brought it back for a while, or basically kind of when things pop out at me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is good. Other people should know of this. This episode is... This episode, the guests were none other than Mr. Andy Richter, who I'm a huge friggin' Andy Richter fan. Try to see basically anything he is in, from Conan O'Brien to Andy Richter Controls the Universe to he was just in an episode of uh, Arrested Development that I watched. Uh, he was just the the Mrs. Watches. Uh, what's it called? The New Adventures of Old Christine. I do not like that show at all. Probably ninety percent of my dislike is just the laugh track. I cannot do laugh tracks on TV shows nowadays. Something has happened over the years where they have taken the jokes, have remained perhaps even as funny perhaps less funny. I, it's hard to tell, but they've cranked the goddamn laugh tracks up to 11, and it just it grates on me. I think the worst, the two worst offenders for this are Big Bang Theory and the worst offender... Oh, uh, what the hell is that show called? I hate it so much. <laughs> two and a Half Men. Yeah, Two and a Half Men. If you somehow were able to turn off the laugh track on that show, you would see that there are not actually laughs on that show. Just horrible. Horrible. Uh, I was gonna, I, I was tempted there to say a horrible comedy show, but it's not even a horrible comedy show. It's just a horrible show. Oh, I got a little angry there. <laughs> a little heated. It doesn't happen very often. But laugh tracks do it to me. Just, ugh. Anyways... Uh, seem to be sort of following, stalking Andy Richter lately, which is okay by me, because everything he is in, he is funny. Laugh track not needed, because you will provide your own uh, due to his comedy hijinks. I hate to say it, but 
probably the number one reason I decided to bring this one back is because they had on my favorite of all fake guests, Kickboss. Kickboss. I will say that, uh, and I think I've said this every time I've talked about Comedy Bang Bang on this podcast, which is quite a few goddamn times, that they will usually follow the sort of formula uh, where Scott Ackerman will have a normal person, quite often a normal, funny person, in this case, Andy Richter, and then, because at the Earwolf Studios where this is recorded, they will have what I like to call a fake guest. A uh, little behind-the-scenes action here. It is not the actual Cake Boss, okay? I don't want to let you down, because if you went into this thinking this was the actual Cake Boss and then listened to this, you would probably, your mind would explode. It, that's There's no other way to say it. Your brain would explode due to your mind within it exploding. All right? Yeah, all right. Uh, the fake Cake Boss... Uh, voiced, acted, improved, whatever you want to call it, uh, by Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, who also, oddly enough, I seem to be stalking lately as far as just seeing him, hearing him in things. Uh, just case in point, right before I left work today, listening to a Doug Loves movie in which Mr. Paul F. Tompkins was a guest. Huh. Interesting. So uh, they started out the interview with uh, a little Andy Richter talk. Oh, uh, this is, apparently, was his 25th appearance on the show. Uh, so that was cool. A little celebration should have been had. I don't know whether it was. Scott Ackerman even went so far as to sort of call him the co-host, I guess, just due to so many appearances. Lovely. Their uh, repertoire between the two of them is just goddamn spot on. Could sit and listen to them talk for hours, and you know what? I have. Then, in pops the cake boss. Cake boss. I should perhaps mention that every time someone says, uh, Cake Boss, Cake Boss, that Paul F. Tompkins will, for some strange reason, I don't know how this ever came about, be compelled to also say Cake Boss, Cake Boss. So, <laughs> I have just, over the course of dozens of listenings over the years uh, of him doing his Cake Boss, Cake Boss impression, uh, I now suffer from the affliction that on the podcast, in everyday life, just talking to the missus, say, say someone brings up the television show, whenever anyone says the words together, cake, and then boss, uh, I now have to say it. <laughs> it's a sickness, and I have been infected. A cake boss sickness. Cake boss. Oh. Didn't do it there. It's, it's a, you know what? It is, I'm going to say, a form of OCD. I have Cake Boss, Cake Boss, OCD. And I think, perhaps, that will be the title of this episode. Sometimes I feel it when I say it. Sometimes the feeling hits me. That may be one of those cases. One of those cases, even. Uh, so, they focus quite heavily on Cake Boss, Cake Boss, and sort of delve into his backstory, which has come up from time to time. Some of the, the canon, <laughs> as they describe it, of his uh, backstory, how, for example, he was bit by a cake scarab, which then gave him the gift slash curse of the second sight. 
Oh, my God. Uh, for example, that fact. How uh, also he is a bit of a cake wolf, <laughs> which is sort of like a werewolf, but I guess turns into a cake. Uh, some of the details are fuzzy, but he will rip out your throat on a cake full moon. Oh, God. Really does not like pies. Very, very against pies. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I should jump on to my final item. Uh, I'll just leave off Comedy Bang Bang with throwing out their Would You Rather scenario of this week. Uh, every episode, 90%, 90 plus percent of the episodes, the real guests, in this case Andy Richter, and the fake guests, in this case Cake Boss, Cake Boss, will play a game that uh, I'm not sure if Scott Ackerman has created. I guess perhaps not. Uh, it's basically just would you rather? Would you rather this? Would you rather that? He will give out two scenarios, and then the floor will be open for questions, and we will be able to. We. And then the guests will be able to ask questions about each scenario. Hmm. It's uh, it's basically it's an improv game. It's a game I would like to play with somebody. I don't know anyone who would want to play that game, but hey, if you do want to play with it, perhaps via Twitter, huh? You could tweet at me, Jordan underscore Maywood, or you can even email me to the address provided in the closing credits. Little audience participation there. Why not? Okay, this week's scenario was, and I've actually heard this one before, so a little let down by that fact, but um, let up again by the questions asked by Andy Richter and Cake Boss. Cake Boss. So the question was, would you rather um, fuck a donkey and no one would know about it, or don't fuck a donkey but everyone thinks you did fuck a donkey. Huh? Huh? Uh, jeez, that's a tough call. That's that's why uh, Scott Ackerman gets the uh, the big bucks. I perhaps I'll do a classic would you rather bump uh, blunder and answer the question without answering without asking any questions and I'll just say fuck a donkey. Yep, I'm going to go fuck a donkey. Right after I answer this question, which is, yeah, fucking donkey, I'm sure. We'll just stick with that. No time to put any thought into it, because I have to move on to the Nerdist channel and their, I don't know if I could call it a web series, but I kind of just call everything web series, because it's easier that way. Their web series, Set List. Oh, that reminds me, uh, and I forgot to do it this morning, last week... Was it last week? Yeah, for the sake of argument, let's just say last week on YouTube was quote-unquote YouTube Comedy Week. Uh, so I guess YouTube sort of decided to take a week and then focus some of their energies on comedy. So, god damn, I was in friggin' heaven that week, let me tell you. So many good videos, so much to choose from. Uh, so hence the sort of college humor all-nighter, they did it during that week. Uh, half the videos I watched although I didn't bring back all of them, sort of mentioned this at the beginning. Um, I think all of these set list videos were sort of to celebrate this comedy week on YouTube, because as you know, Chris Hardwick has his 
YouTube channel called The Nerdist. Highly recommend you subscribe. Always putting up good shit, good content. And I will bring back a fair amount of it. And these are no exception because they were goddamn hilarious. What it is, is um, Chris Hardwick has a venue where quite often we'll record podcasts. Um, there's a comic shop, uh, Meltdown Comics, and also a venue for standing up comedy, as Jimmy Pardo would say. Uh, so the idea behind this set list was, whoa, uh, a stand-up comedian would come up on stage and then on a television screen some ideas that he could sort of riff off would pop up. So sort of a, a cross between improv and stand-up comedy. Cool idea. Uh, I think it worked very, very well. So I'm going to run down some of the people that came up and some of the things that they said. Huh, how about that for an idea? Hmm. The first one I watched was with Bob Odenkirk, who you may remember from uh, Mr. Show, which was very, very funny. Have that on DVD. haven't watched those in a long time, now that I think about it. Um, my note for what Bob Odenkirk spoke of makes no sense whatsoever, and perhaps that fact will have comedy within it. My note says, Larry non. <laughs> I cannot read my own writing. To me, it looks like it says Beast Glarinon. Now, if you know what a Beast Glarinon is, perhaps that's hilarious. If you don't know, again, perhaps that's hilarious. I don't know. Beast Glarinon. No idea. It also says uh, wheelchair theft. Shit, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's funny things involving both Beast Glarinon and wheelchair theft. Oh, God. Alright, drop the ball on that one, maybe. Uh, next person to come on up was Glenn Wool. He talked about uh, drowning clowns and jury erection. Drowned clowns and jury erection. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I think maybe what I've done is written down the words that popped up on the screen and not exactly what those words brought out in these comedians. Maybe? Oh, jeez. Well, hey, drown cat, drown clowns, jury erection. <laughs> okay, uh, next was T.J. Miller. He talked about the preemptive stork, as well as uh, tickling world peace. I believe the joke that arose from tickling world peace was something along the lines of how tickling the world leaders tickling one another could bring about world peace. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. I think, hey, if you got all the world leaders together and force them at gunpoint to tickle one another, would the results necessarily be bad? I don't know. Next was Dan Van Kirk. He pretended he was Mark Wahlberg and did a fairly good impression and uh, spoke of 90s drugs. Uh-huh, yes. Next was Rory Scoville. Rory Scoville came up and did a German accent. Now, I it's funny because on the Nerdist TV show, he came up, uh, did some stand-up comedy, and started with a German accent, but then stopped about halfway through his set, sort of tricking us to think he was German. This time, I don't remember if he ever did stop. I kind of think he did it the whole way through. Anyways, it's sort of like a, it seems a little gimmicky that he does that. I don't know. But, that being said, hilarious. Talked about light bulbs. Uh-huh. 
Oh, you know what? I think he had one of the, the funniest things out of all of these ones that I watched. They put up on the screen just a series of letters. Uh, I wrote down basically what it was. It was like P P P P S T P T P D B, something to that effect. Okay, and he <laughs> uh, made the, the not very effective attempt to say what that stood for. What those letters? It was sort of an acronym. He pretended that it stood for something. Now. It was goddamn hilarious what he failed to come up with, and I think that was my favorite out of this entire lineup, was that section. Uh, made me laugh the hardest, anyways. Uh, lastly was Mr. Drew Carey. Huh. Drew Carey talked about Arab frats. Oh yeah, that was good as well. And Fortune Crack, which I think uh, was sort of a, turned it into a play on a fortune cookie. Hmm. How about that, folks? Folks, speaking of folks... Uh, I am just about at home, so I am going to stop talking now. Before I do that, however, I will, as I do every day, well, every day that I record a podcast, anyway, um, jeez, it's really going on a tangent here, as I do every day, say, at the end of a podcast, which is, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper